RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maggie Ho. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam is going to Beijing next week to ask the central government to help revive Hong Kong's economy. The University of Hong Kong Student Union says it will go to court if two mainland professors are appointed as vice president. And the U.S. Senate has confirmed Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court a week before the general election. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says she's making a three-day trip to Beijing next week to discuss her proposals with the central government about stimulating the local economy in light of the struggles caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Five ministers will join her. Responding to a journalist at a Meet the Media session before the weekly Exco meeting, Mrs. Lam said her trip had nothing to do with the controversial issue of whether Hong Kong residents on the mainland could vote in local elections. My trip to Beijing this time is solely on the economic side. In light of the economic situation, which of course is very serious in Hong Kong, so at the moment there is no plan to talk about other subjects, including the one that you have mentioned. The University of Hong Kong's student union says it'll consider legal action if two mainland professors are appointed as vice president. The, the student union says there might be a conflict of interest to have the university's president, Zhang Xiang, on the, election, on the selection panel as he is a former colleague of the candidates. The union also wants one of the candidates to confirm if he is a Chinese Communist Party member. The union's president, Eddie Ye, says it will submit a petition to the council, which meets today to discuss the appointments. The two vice presidents appointed are of the academic development vice president as well as the research vice president. And in the recent years, we can see that the vice president for academic development were actually in charge of a lot of selection of professors or selection of academic staff. So we can see that the political stance of the staff may be one-sided in the future. Chief Executive Carrie Lam, who is the Chancellor of all universities in Hong Kong, was asked to respond to the row, but she said she would not interfere and that she would respect the institutional autonomy of Hong Kong universities. Meanwhile, Mrs. Lam said from next month, some Hong Kong residents returning from the mainland would be exempt from quarantine. Vicky Wong reports. Mrs. Lam said there would be a quota on the number of those exempt from the 14-day quarantine upon arriving from the mainland, since only two border checkpoints are operating. She also revealed a number of infection control plans, but did not give details. Mrs. Lam said the government will set up four permanent COVID-19 testing centres to provide paid services for people intending to travel, and the government would introduce mandatory testing for targeted groups, such as people with symptoms or those in high-risk areas. Meanwhile, a government adviser on the coronavirus says Hong Kong could be rid of COVID-19 if tests were made mandatory for patients with symptoms. In an article he wrote for Mingpao, University of Hong Kong professor Yun Kwok Yong said it was hard to completely fend off the virus at the border as people could test false negative and then spread the disease in the community. He said without compulsory tests, there should be no further easing of social distancing measures. He said the government should explain to the public the pros and cons of legislating for mandatory tests. 
despite the easing of social distancing rules on Friday, which permits tour groups of up to 30 people. Travel representatives say there were only a few local tours booked over the long weekend. Jason Wong, chairman of the Trans- chairman of the Travel Industry Council, says each group was only around a third full. He said operators had no problem following hygiene requirements, and he hoped the tours would boost overseas travelers' confidence. He said the sector supported mandatory COVID-19 testing, testing to help travel resume quickly. In a ceremony at the White House, Amy Coney Barrett has been sworn in as the U.S. Supreme Court's newest judge. President Trump described Ms. Barrett's appointment as a momentous day for America. Over the past few weeks, the entire world has seen Justice Barrett's deep knowledge, tremendous poise, and towering intellect. She answered questions for hours on end, Throughout her entire confirmation, her impeccable credentials were unquestioned, unchallenged, and obvious to all. Justice Barrett said her appointment was a great honor and she would seek to serve the American people. The oath that I have solemnly taken tonight means at its core that I will do my job without any fear or favor and that I will do so independently of both the political branches and of my own preferences. The Republican-controlled Senate voted largely along party lines to confirm Mr. Trump's third nominee to the bench. The Supreme Court, now with a 6-3 to conservative majority, could be called upon to determine the outcome of the presidential election should the result be close. Democrats had fiercely opposed filling the vacancy on the country's highest court just days before the election. The Senate Minority Leader, Chuck Schumer, was among the Democrats who accused the Republicans of hypocrisy for wanting to appoint a new judge so close to an election. Today, Monday, October 26, 2020, will go down as one of the darkest days in the 231-year history of the United States Senate. Let the record show that tonight, the Republican Senate majority decided to thwart the will of the people and confirm a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court in the middle of a presidential election after more than 60 million Americans have voted. The latest opinion polls ahead of the U.S. presidential election suggested that Democratic challenger Joe Biden is increasing his lead in several key swing states. Both Mr. Biden and President Trump have been out wooing voters. In the Middle East and North America, a poll of Africa, a poll of opinions has found that about half of those questioned think neither candidate would be particularly good for the region. Here's the BBC's Frank Gardner. There's plenty of food for thought for President Trump and Joe Biden. The incumbent receives backing for his tough posture towards Iran, including the reintroduction of sanctions. And 57% of Iraqi respondents said they approved of the U.S. decision to assassinate the Iranian Revolutionary Guards leader, Qasem Soleimani, earlier this year. But Mr. Biden comes out slightly better, partly due to the unpopularity of President Trump's decision to move the U.S. Embassy in Israel to Jerusalem something opposed by 89% of those polled. A fast-moving wildfire south of Los Los Angeles has forced 60,000 residents to leave their homes. Two firefighters have suffered severe burns while trying to tackle the fire near the city of Irvine. A second fire has now erupted several miles to the north, burning more than 1,000 acres and triggering evacuations.
The World Health Organization has warned that further restrictions on movement could be necessary to bring the resurgence of COVID-19 back under control and sacrifices would have to be made. More than a million people have died worldwide due to the pandemic. And the WHO's Director General, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, said countries should not and could not give up the fight. We must do all we can to protect health workers. And the best way to do that is for all of us to take every precaution we can to reduce the risk of transmission for ourselves and others. No one wants more so-called lockdowns. But if we want to avoid them, we all have to play our part. The fight against this pandemic is everybody's business. Belgian officials are warning the country risks going into a second lockdown due to a worrying increase in the number of coronavirus patients in hospital intensive care beds. Ten hospitals in the city of Liege have asked medics who've tested positive for COVID-19 but show no symptoms to keep working. Here's the BBC's Gavin Lee. Liège is one of the worst affected areas of Europe, where one person out of every three tested is positive for COVID-19. Hospitals in the city have started to transfer patients elsewhere and have cancelled all non-urgent surgery. The situation is exacerbated by a lack of doctors and nurses available. A quarter of medical staff in Liège are reported to be off work with COVID-19. Another 10% of staff who have tested positive but are asymptomatic have been asked to continue working. The World Meteorological Organization says Africa is being disproportionately affected by the world's rising temperatures, with crop yields projected to drop by the middle of century. Here's the BBC's Mary Harper. The WMO predicts crop yields will fall by as much as 13%, with West and Central Africa worst affected. In drought-prone areas, the number of undernourished people has jumped by 45% since 2012. Poor rainfall last year in Somalia led to the worst cereal harvest since records began. With agriculture such a crucial part of African economies, the report said GDP would fall by up to 12% as the world's temperatures continue to rise. Scientists at NASA say there's probably more water on the moon than previously thought. Lunar researchers think there are many small patches of ice hidden in small traps in the moon's surface that haven't been exposed to direct sunlight for billions of years. Paul Herz, the agency's director of astrophysics, stressed that the amount of water was miniature. If you were to gang up all those molecules of water, it would be about 12 ounces of water in a cubic meter of lunar soil. So a cubic meter is like 30 cubic feet. So that's a lot of dirt to, to mix in a 12-ounce bottle of water. So it's, it's much drier than the driest desert on the Earth. And a quick look at finance. Shares in Asia slipped after surging coronavirus cases and waning hopes for U.S. economic stimulus gave Wall Street its worst day in a month. Stock benchmarks also fell in Tokyo, Shanghai, and shares were flat in South Korea. Here in Hong Kong a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was down 208 points to 24,709. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 104.72 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 10 cents. Now to sports. Here's Adam Jung.
We start with football in the English Premier League, where Tottenham are up to fifth in the table after laboring to a 1-0 win away to Burnley. Son Hyun-min scored on his 76th minute for his league-leading eighth goal of the season, assisted by Harry Kane. Spurs boss Jose Mourinho says Kane and Son are friends off the pitch, and that helps the team. This goal was um, was a set piece and uh, is a little bit isolated from from the context. But what uh, pleases more in, in Harry Sonny is that they are two top players, but close friends, uh, no jealousy. I play for you, you play for me. We both play for the team. We both play for Tottenham. So credit to, to them, to, to great players, to great boys. In the other match, Brighton drew one all with West Brom. The Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp has spoken highly about the way his players are responding to adversity. Last week's Champions League opening win at Ajax was Liverpool's first victory in all competition in October. They followed that with a 2-1 Premier League win over Sheffield United on Sunday. Klopp's team hosts the Danish side Michelin in the group stage of the Champions League tonight. Last week was not the the best week of our lives, let me say like this, so then it's all about showing reaction because you cannot influence the, the things that happen to you in life, but you can influence the response you show and we, I like the response, to be honest. Um, it was, um, the boys were really ready to, to work extremely hard again, show real resilience, um, fighting for a result, digging in, all these kind of things which is important. I expect that actually, but um, after the the very, very long, very, very good times we had, it's then possible that, that people react differently, and my boys didn't. So they did exactly what I thought they would do. They fought as much as they could, and we won both games. So that was the part I liked most. Also in action tonight are the champions Bayern Munich, who travel to Lokomotiv Moscow. Real Madrid will try to bounce back from their opening defeat when they visit Borussia Mönchengladbach. Manchester City visit Marseille. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the only unbeaten team in the NFL after they held off the Tennessee Titans 27-24. Deontay Johnson caught two touchdown passes from Ben Roethlisberger to help the Steelers win their sixth straight game to start the season. The Titans lost for the first time after five wins. Elsewhere, the Kansas City Chiefs improved to 6-1 after an easy 43-16 win over the Denver Broncos. There were also wins for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New Orleans Saints, and the Green Bay Packers. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive Carrie Lam is going to Beijing next week to ask the central government to help revive Hong Kong's economy. The University of Hong Kong's student union threatens legal action if two mainland professors are appointed as vice president. And the U.S. Senate has confirmed Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court a week before the general election. That's the news from RTHK.
Welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday, the 27th of October is today's date. And a big thank you to James Ross for the morning brew today. I believe Phil will be back tomorrow. And uh, on today's program, we do have a very busy show. And since it's Tuesday, it'll be somewhat food-related for a bit of Tuesday fun. After the 2 o'clock news, we'll be chatting with Tuesday reporter Andrew Dembina as he talks about... uh, 
the world of global food and drink happenings. <laughs> Always great to chat to Andrew after the news. And before all of that, we're talking to Mayura Punjabi, who is the founder of My Eureka Life. Now, uh, Mayura.